Welcome to Thrive Beyond Pornography, the podcast where real couples like us candidly navigate the journey to a healthier, more connected life. Join us as we share personal experiences, expert insights, and practical tips to help you thrive in your relationships and break free. Together, let's repair and build a rock-solid connection, becoming a couple that can overcome any challenge. I'm Zach. And I'm Darcy. We're an LDS couple who struggled with unwanted pornography in our marriage for many years. What was once our greatest struggle and something we thought would destroy us has become our greatest blessing and triumph. Our hope is that as you listen to our podcast each week, you'll be filled with hope and healing and realize that you too can thrive beyond pornography and create the marriage you have always desired. Welcome to Thrive Beyond Pornography. We're so glad you're here and we believe in you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another wonderful episode of Thrive Beyond Pornography. I'm your host, Darcy. And I'm Zach. And we are excited to be here. We hope you guys all had a fabulous Thanksgiving. Ours was filled with the stomach flu, the regular flu, and croup. So you will have to excuse me because I am currently sick. It's been a really exciting week. (laughs) Let me just say that. In, in the kind of way that you don't want an exciting week. <laughs> <laughs> when there's 10 people in one house, sickness goes around and it just keeps going around. We share all the love here. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about our topic this week. Part of which comes from the book, The Way to Escape by Russ Harris. Sweet. Let's do it. Okay. If Zach and I were to say that we believe in your ability to reach your goals around pornography and that humans often underestimate their ability to succeed... Would that statement insult you or would it cause you to feel hopeful? I'm sure you're all very familiar with the placebo effect. Scientists gather a group of individuals who all struggle with, let's just say, depression and create three groups of people. One group gets the prescription medication. One group gets nothing. And the last group gets a sugar pill that they believe is the real deal. A miraculous thing occurs. People in the sugar pill group report a reduction in their symptoms. They're less depressed, even though they received a pill that just contained sugar. This happens from all sorts of things. Sorry. This happens for all sorts of things, from pain management to weight loss. This isn't just depression. We know that the sugar pill has no ability to create real change, yet change occurs. This helps us see that that change comes from within that person. They had the power within them to create the change that they wanted. Another example of this is the concept of self-fulfilling prophecy. When people believe in our ability to succeed, we often perform better. We see examples of this all the time. If you have a boss that thinks you're a genius, you will often outperform your colleagues. Studies have been done on children in classrooms whose teachers praise them just for their effort and the children's schoolwork, attendance, and test scores all improve. A growing body of research suggests that the expectations a teacher sets for an individual student can significantly affect the student's performance. What the placebo effect and the self-fulfilling prophecy teach us is that you can succeed and that the power is already within you. You likely don't yet believe in yourself and you lack the hope you need 
and your ability to create the results you want. That's where coaching comes in handy. Having a coach who believes in you and in your ability to, to succeed helps you access that power from within when, when you don't even see it yet or when you haven't quite created your own sense of belief in the first place. So when Zach and I talk about how coaching comes in handy, we just want you guys to know that we believe in coaching and that we ourselves have hired a business coach to help us grow our business and to get to that next level. We've been coaching now for, say, three years. And out of the gate, we were doing great. And we've done great our second year and our third year, but we've stayed very consistent. And we know that if we want to get up to that next level, that we need somebody that can see where it is that we're missing the mark and And help us execute on that. Yeah, and we believe so much in the the work that we do that we want to be able to offer it to so many more people because we think, you know, if, if people don't know that it's there, how can they solve this problem for themselves? How can they thrive beyond pornography if they don't know where to find the answers? We as humans are crazy capable of achieving, yet we often fall short of living up to our capacity. And I think we can all look at people and examples in our lives where we can see their crazy capability, yet the results that they create in their life are not living up to that capacity. Almost all of our clients are crazy successful in many areas of their life, yet when it comes to their struggle with pornography, they find themselves unable to create the desired outcome on their own or even through countless other programs, books that they've read, therapists, these clients often doubt themselves and fail to take action. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, we have so many dentists, so many doctors, so many uh, executives. You know, that I, I'm thinking of one executive in particular who, you know, he just wrote a book. He is the top executive at, at a very prestigious firm in, in the consulting arena, and yet he struggles with pornography. These men, they, and, and their spouses, they struggle to create a thriving relationship around themselves to move beyond pornography. Here's the deal. When trying new things, our minds often fight, protest, and reject new ideas like crazy. That's what our minds are designed to do, right? They want to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and conserve energy. So anything new, our brains automatically are like, nope. Our minds tend to put us in a cage and keep us stuck. And I'm sure you have experienced that feeling of being stuck and unable to move forward when it comes to your struggle with pornography or even the struggle that you have as the wife with surrounding your husband's pornography use. Here's what that cage is like. Fleas are really powerful jumpers. They can leap about 13 inches, which is approximately 200 times their body length. So this is an extraordinary distance. That's kind of crazy if yeah, you think it about it. <laughs> it is. I mean, imagine if a human could jump 300 times their length. Like, you know, your average two-meter human, I'm going to use two meters because it's easier to multiply, but two meters times 200, that's 400 meters, which is insane. Like, a two-meter person is about six feet tall. So it's pretty pretty far. Uh, if, if you put them in an eight-inch mason jar, they'll just jump out. But if you put a lid on it, they're going to jump into that lid a few times. But because it's kind of painful and it doesn't seem to get them anywhere, 
they will learn to jump just high enough not to hit their heads. So you, what you can actually do is you can take that lid off and the fleas will stay trapped. They won't get out. And in fact, there have even been studies that show that if you put new fleas in, those new fleas will only jump as high as the other fleas because they will become socialized to the norms within that space. This is what we often experience in terms of our own cage. We're trapped often by our own perception of limitation that doesn't have anything to do with the actual limitations of our lives. Our goal in this episode is to help you walk out of that cage and create the change you want. Before we can get out of the cage, we have to understand what the cage is all about. So here are some examples of what the bars of the cage look like for my clients and even for me. I want to stop looking important, but I feel out of control. I want to feel worthy, but often I feel worthless. I want to be the person I pretend I am, but behind the scenes I fail. I want to fix my marriage, but I feel like it is beyond my control. Once an addict, always an addict. That's, that's probably my personal favorite. Uh, I will never be able to change this. I want my wife to trust me, yet my behavior makes me untrustworthy sometimes. No wonder the men and women who come to us feel stuck. The way to get unstuck and be able to move through the bars and walk out of the cage is to understand how that cage got there in the first place. Our mental cages come from two different things. The first is the society in which we live, the society we were raised in. And the second is the activity of our own minds. As members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, most of us grew up with an abundance of societal messages regarding pornography. This goes for both the husband and the wife. You know, for some of my clients, when their mom found out or their parents found out that they were looking at porn, it was suggested to them that, you know, perhaps they would become rapists or pedophiles if they would keep going in this direction. Others received the message that they were sexually deviant, broken, and irredeemable in one way or another. They sat, most of us sat through, you know, in my generation, we all sat through church lessons that were less than positive and created a feeling of hopelessness around our ability to change this behavior. We heard messages like, porn is going to destroy you, or stay away from porn as much as you can because once you start, you'll become an addict. You know, <laughs> talk about a self-fulfilling prophecy right there. Porn will destroy your marriage. That's another one of my favorites. Uh, you know, and I would say that message was really loud and clear to both the young men and the young women. To the young women, we were taught messages like, run the other way if you're dating a boy who struggles with porn. Just this past week, I was coaching... Uh, one of my clients, and she said, you know, I really struggle around this because my dad, like, sat us down and said, hey, like, if you're dating someone and they struggle with porn, like, you need to break up with them, right? So she, she received all of these negative messages around pornography from her own father, which is very impactful for us. Uh, we've also heard messages like, if you don't meet your spouse's needs, they will look at porn or even worse. This framework is both blaming them for choosing a partner that struggles with pornography and then blaming them, in a sense, for their partner's choices. Uh, things like porn is the worst thing ever, which for most of you men got turned into, if I am looking at porn, then I must be the worst thing ever. Psychologists call this stigmatizing environment because the messages we received from adults are that we are somehow broken and defective. 
And I think it's important to recognize that this is in no way us trying to blame the church for all the porn problems in the world. But it, but it is us trying to shine a light on the society that we were brought up in, our experience. And recognizing that part of the church experience is part of the broader societal experience. The church didn't get this message on its own. It came in large part from a puritanical society that we that we have in the United States and that so we've adopted that we and that the church has adopted. So this is a this is a long tail situation. This is not simply something that came up in the church and exists in the church only. But it is us trying again to shine a light on what we were brought up in and how it has affected people and how some strong beliefs around pornography have really created a long tail disconnect from what we what we believe in terms of our capacity to change and grow and move forward when we stop behaviors and this idea that you know we're stuck and addicted and never going to be able to to fix that in recent years the church has made huge strides in the right direction uh addressing pornography so society can really only keep us stuck in the cage with the help of our minds so let's discuss the second part of the cage, and that is, you've guessed it, our minds. Our mind is a problem-solving machine. It's a pro. It's constantly operating to find problems and solve them. That is how humans have evolved to the point we are today. Our we minds, rule the planet. Yeah, baby. <laughs> our minds are not our best friends when it comes to helping us feel good. What our minds are good at is detecting threats and keeping us alive. These three principles can help us understand our problem-solving machine. So number one, without our minds, we would not be able to survive and detect threats. Number two, our minds cannot be turned off. Even if we could turn off our minds, it would be hazardous. For example, if we turned off our minds and we went to cross the street, we would not be aware if a car was coming to hit us. Our minds wouldn't be able to alert us to the threat and cause us to react so that we didn't get hit by the car. And number three, our minds are negative. If we think about our mind as our, say, survival mechanism, we don't want our mind to alert us either too late or too infrequently because then we would not be alerted about the real dangers in front of us and we might get killed. Our minds help us survive. But what if that great mind that we have that keeps us alive is now getting in the way of our success when it comes to leaving pornography behind forever? Our mind is a fantastic problem-solving machine when it comes to the outside world. That's why we're all still alive right now. Listening to this podcast, you're alive. Good job. Your mind's working. However, our minds like to take their problem-solving abilities to our inner world where the problem-solving machine is no longer very effective. You know, if you start to become aware of your inner world, which consists of your thoughts, feelings, sensations, urges, and memories, you might see how your mind starts to judge things as good or bad. It tries to solve all your inner problems. An example of this might look like, I'm feeling lonely right now. And your mind says, well, I can help you solve that problem. Go look at porn. An example of this for the wife might look like, I'm feeling scared about what my husband might be doing while I'm away at dinner with my friends. Hey, you should just call and text him to make sure that he's okay and he's behaving. That will temporarily help us feel like we are solving the problem, but in the long run, that is no way to live and will keep you stuck in a vicious cycle. Now that we know this about our minds, consider this. 
Have you ever had a loving or not so loving relative give you advice that was the most absurd piece of advice you've ever received? Yet that person giving you the advice was dead set on that they had the right answer to offer you. I think I've been that person. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine your mind is that relative. Your mind is that relative who is constantly following you around, offering you absurd advice. Just like the relative who gives you advice that you pass over, you too can learn to do this with your mind. I've had two people this week post videos of their daughters coming home from their mission. And so this is where this analogy came. And just go with me. I think it will be helpful. I just like created it in my mind this evening. But imagine you are coming home from your mission and all of your relatives are standing at the airport with signs welcoming you home from your mission. They say things like, welcome home, Elder Jones. Return with honor, Sister Smith. Job well done, right? We've all seen the lovely, beautiful signs when people come home from their mission. Imagine that same scenario in the airport, but now the signs your relatives are holding up are, you're a failure. You will never succeed at quitting porn. What's wrong with you? You're an addict. Your marriage is doomed. You're never going to make it to the celestial kingdom. Just give up already. This is what your brain is often doing. It's holding up mean, nasty signs, and the closer you get to your relatives and your loved ones, the more the signs block out your ability to see anything else around you. We often allow the signs our minds hold up in front of us to hook us, bring us down, and guide us back into the cage or even just keep us stuck inside the cage. One really simple tool you can use to help with this is that when your brain offers you all these absurd things, all you have to do is say, thanks, mind, I appreciate you. Thanks, mind, I see you're trying to keep me safe. Thanks, mind, I see you're trying to help me. And just go on with your day, just like you do when your annoying relative offers you unwanted, unsolicited, unhelpful advice. You just keep on going. You don't fight with your aunt. You don't try to prove that they're right or wrong and you're right or wrong. You just go, oh, thanks, and you move on. Well, and I think it's important to recognize the reason you don't fight with that, you know, that particular relative is because it's a, it's a losing battle. You're never going to get there if you fight with your relative, just like you're never going to get there if you fight with your brain. Thanking it allows your brain to relax, calm down, and move beyond. And this is part, this is part and parcel of the coaching program that we have. We teach you the skills that you need to no longer allow those signs to get in the way and keep you trapped in that cage. Our goal in our program is to help you escape the cage by standing up and walking through the bars that keep you stuck. We believe in you. We know you can do this because we've done it. And if you don't yet believe you can walk out of the cage, then set up a consult with us. We would love to help you see what is possible for you and your spouse. All right, my friends. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Thrive Beyond Pornography. If you're seeking guidance and support to overcome pornography for good and begin creating a thriving life beyond it, check out my free webinar, How to Overcome Pornography with Skills That Actually Work. You'll learn practical, proven skills guided by an expert coach who has personally overcome pornography. Whether you're getting started for just yourself or along with your spouse, Darcy and I can teach you the tools that will help you put your life on the right path for you. Be sure to check out the show notes for a direct link and... If you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, it would mean the world to us. 
Your reviews play a significant role in helping others discover the show so they can join us on this transformative journey. Thank you for being part of the Thrive Beyond Pornography community. Until our next episode, stay strong, stay focused, and keep thriving.